I want to make one thing perfectly clear. This show is not about lumberjacks. My name is Christopher Grunland, and this is where I share my stories. Sometimes the stories contain truths, but most of the time they're made up. Sometimes the stories are funny, other times they're serious. But you have my word about one thing. I will never, ever share a story about lumberjacks. This time it's the strange father and son tale I've talked about for some time. A big thank you to Rick and Mandy Coase for helping my wife and me out on this one. And an extra thank you to Rick for putting this whole episode together. And the now usual disclaimer. This story contains swearing in discussions about family death. You've been warned. Alright, let's get to work. Pepper. Joey Palermo swore he heard his father call his name, but when he turned around, all he saw was the Boston Terrier. It sat on the sidewalk, looking up at him as though he were some kind of god. Its tongue curled in and out of its mouth as it gasped for breath. Its bulging eyeballs looked ready to fall from its tiny head like sticky marbles. You're a funny looking thing. Must be genetic, the Boston Terrier said in Joey's dead father's voice. Joey looked at the cup of coffee in his hand, wondering if somebody slipped something into the drink at Starbucks. Never one to use drugs, he couldn't blame it on a flashback. He looked around to see if anyone was recording him. It seemed like something a YouTube prankster might do for views, but it was just him and the dog. You're not losing your mind, Joe. It's me, Dad. I'm back. You'd be amazed at all I went through to find you. Joey crouched down to the dog's level. He read the tag on the Boston Terrier's red collar. Pepper? Yeah, a little girl named me. You know how it is. Remember when you were little and wanted to name the cat Flippa? Joey Palermo went through a phase as a kid when he was so enamored with reruns of the TV show Flipper that when his mother got a new cat, he begged her to name it after his favorite dolphin. No prankster would know that. Follow me. Joey led Pepper to the stairway leading up to his apartment. After making sure no neighbors were around, he said, Can you climb stairs? Yeah, but if you're about to offer carrying me up, go for it. It's a wonderful way to get around. Inside his apartment, Joey set his father terrier down on the floor before plopping onto the couch. Pepper struggled to leap up beside his son. His stubby front legs searched for a grip on the cushion while his back legs kicked against the side of the couch. Joey leaned forward and hoisted the dog up the rest of the way. Pepper looked up at his son. Thanks. Joey shook his head. This can't be real. What can't? This! You! Coming back! It's real, Joe. Alright, so let me guess then. You're here to make amends for being a shitty father so you can move on or come back as a human again or something. Nah, it's not like that. You get a choice to stay or come back. You can come back as a human, an animal, or whatever you want. It's not like serial killers come back as bugs as punishment. 
What the fuck could a bug learn, you know? Oh, hey, I'm a mayfly for a day and I finally figured it all out. Just like that. Enlightenment. Good people, bad people, all offered the same deal. Now, part of the deal is, if you come back as a human, your memory is wiped. But come back as an animal, and you get to remember your previous life. You get to see the people you left behind if you can find them again. And that's why there are so many strays. If that's how it worked, the world would be full of talking dogs and cats. Animals don't talk. True. Most don't anyway. I never saw the power or powers that be, but he, she, it, whatever it is, or they are, has a sense of humor. Every once in a while, they send someone requesting going back as an animal the ability to talk. Uh, just to mess with people, I guess. That's shitty. I guess gods sometimes get as bored with their existence as the rest of us. Alright, if you had your choice, why'd you come back as a Boston Terrier? Why not something majestic, like a German Shepherd or an English Mastiff? Because Boston Terriers are funny. You can't be sad when you're around a Boston Terrier. I figured you'd be surprised if I ever found you, maybe even mad. I mean, who could get mad at a face like this? Besides, it fits my accent, don't you think? Joey slid his phone from his pocket and started dialing. What are you doing? Calling in sick to work. If there is something in my coffee and this is all the result, it'll wear off at some point. But if it's real, and I'm starting to think it is, then we have a lot of talking to do. In the hour and a half that followed, it became clear to Joey that there was nothing in his coffee. According to the Boston Terrier at his side, it was his father getting another chance at life. The tiny dog told him only stories his father would know. Pepper told him how he strayed from family to family in an effort to find his son. How happy he was to discover Joey hadn't moved since his father's human form died. I'm a creature of habit, Joey said. I drive into Frisco for work and come back to this side of the bay the rest of the time. The two were talking about one of the few Christmases Joey's father was home when Pepper said, Hold that thought. I gotta pee. Joey carried him downstairs and set him in the grass. His father rooted around like a tiny pig. Hey, you should smell this. It's a whole other world. Dad! Shh! Pepper sniffed around until finding a spot near a holly bush where he lifted his leg. Figuring that was it, Joey started toward the stairs. It wasn't until hearing a neighbor say, Well, aren't you a little cutie? that he turned back and realized his father had more business to attend to. He was squatted in the grass, dropping a load from his backside. Pepper looked up at the neighbor across the way Joey only chatted with in passing. Joey knew her name was Andrea and that she cut and styled hair. She looked at Joey and said, It doesn't bother me, especially with a little dog like this, but property management will come unhinged if they see you out with an unleashed dog. Joey didn't know if Andrea was saying, leash your dog, asshole, in the nicest way possible, or genuinely warning him. It hadn't dawned on him until then that Pepper was likely here to stay. His life would no longer be his own. He now had a new live-in roommate who would require assistance for so many basic things, all without contributing to bills or much else around the apartment. I just found him this morning, Joey said. He's a stray. Pepper finished making a pile on the ground. 
He turned back and sniffed the heat before leaning forward and quickly raking his back legs through the grass, kicking up tiny bits of clippings and leaves. I hate asking this, Joey said, but can you watch him for just a moment? I thought he just needed to pee. I need to get a bag to clean that up. Andrea bent down to pet Joey's father. Sure. In his kitchen, Joey rummaged for something to clean up his father's mess in the grass downstairs. He wished he used and saved plastic bags from the grocery store. His only option was a Ziploc sandwich baggie from the pantry. He was happy his father came back as a Boston Terrier and not as a Great Dane. Back downstairs, he turned the baggie inside out and picked up the pepper pile. The warmth of his father's feces repulsed Joey as he turned the bag back out. He zipped the top shut, imagining molecules of waste covering his hands, seeping into his pores. Seeing the shit so clearly through the plastic, he understood why most dog waste bags were colored. He wondered what he looked like to Andrea, standing with a pile on display, but she was too busy petting Pepper to notice. Or maybe she was just trying to make the whole scene a little less awkward. (laughs) It's so weird. The way he looks up at you, it's like he's about to say something. You have no idea. Back upstairs, as Joey opened his balcony door to set the baggie outside, Pepper said, This is great. You cleaning up after me. My revenge for all the diapers you filled. I thought you just needed to pee, Joey said, while closing the door. Yeah, so did I. These things happen. After washing his hands in the kitchen sink, Joey plopped back down on the couch. His father looked up at him from the floor. One of the first things I'm buying at the pet store later today is a set of little doggy stairs so you can get up and down. With each new thought, Joey realized just how much he didn't know about tending to a dog's well-being, and just how much his life was about to change. I don't even know what you eat. Dog food. I'm a dog. But I love table scraps. Doesn't dog food taste like dog food? Yeah, it's not so bad when you're a dog. My tastes and sense of smell are so different now. Enough about all that, though. Who's the girl? What girl? The one downstairs. The one who watched me when you came up for my poop baggie. She was something. She's just a neighbor. What's her name? Andrea. Knowing her name's a good start. For what? Getting to know her better. I'm not interested in that. If there's something you never told me, Joe. I don't care if you're a man's man. I just want you to be happy. I just don't want a relationship. Get in the way of work? Yeah, part of it. It's just not something I want right now. Getcha. Pepper hunched over and licked his crotch. Jesus, Dad, that's nasty. Hey, gotta clean up, you know. And trust me, if you could lick your own nuts, you would. All day long. It's a dream come true. It didn't take long for Joey and Pepper to fall into a routine like roommates. That is, if one roommate were almost wholly dependent on the other for survival. In many other ways, Pepper was better than Joey's housemates in and after college. Quieter, with much more in common than where they went to school. Joey grew used to Pepper teasing him each time their paths crossed Andrea's. 
Pepper enjoyed lazy days alone in the apartment, napping, eating, and even crapping on a pee pad in the bathroom. At least twice a week, he said, Watching you clean up after me will never get old. Their lives settled into a rhythm, until an otherwise typical Wednesday night when Joey's phone lit up and chimed with a reminder. Oh, shit. What? I totally forgot. Mom's coming over on Sunday for lunch in the 49ers game. What's so bad about that? Joey looked at his father and raised his eyebrows. What? I could be quiet and behave. Yeah, but it's weird. The thought of you and her in the same room again. I suppose. Pepper got the faraway look that made Joey turn to see what he spotted. It turned out to be an old memory. How was your mom, you know? After I died. What, was she sad? Of course. She didn't hate you. She just wished you were home more. She mourned like I guess people mourn after someone they loved but rarely saw mourned. For the record, I was sad too. But it was weird at the same time. It was like losing an uncle you rarely saw than a dad, you know? Yeah. Pepper put his paw on Joey's leg. I want you to know something. For all the years I was on the road, I stayed loyal to your mother. I may not have been the best father or, or husband, but everything I did, I believed I was doing for you two. Joey scratched his father's head. I know, Dad. Pepper followed Joey around more than usual as he prepared the apartment for his mother's visit. It wasn't that his mother was a clean freak, but he knew she worried about him, even though there was no reason for concern. He carried no debt, saved for the future, and had as bulletproof a job as one can have in technology. As Joey put the final touches on a football lunch spread in the kitchen, Pepper said, I'm surprised she didn't drive down for the game. She used to, Joey said. At least until the fight that got her banned from Memorial Coliseum. You know how she gets. Pepper nodded. Yeah, the nicest person on the planet until somebody comes between her and her beloved 49ers. Yep. A stadium mostly full of Rams fans is not a good place for her to be. When Joey was done in the kitchen, he wandered to the bathroom. He turned to his father and said, Do you mind? What? Uh, oh, I thought you were cleaning. You know, it would be a shame to mess up a clean toilet before I get a chance to drink out of it. Tell me you don't drink out of the bowl, Dad. I'm joking. The urge is there, though. It's just a thing with dogs. Probably a good thing I'm so small and can't reach. I'll be out in a minute, Joey said. His father looked up at him. But you get to watch me shit all the time. When Joey stared, Pepper's whole head cracked into that goofy grin with the curled tongue he'd grown to appreciate. I'm fucking with you, son. I want none of that. When Joey's mom knocked on the apartment door, he turned to his father on the floor and said, Remember, behave. Mom, so good to see you. His mother stepped in and kissed him on the cheek. It's been too long. You work almost as much as your father did. She removed her San Francisco 49ers jacket, revealing an old Joe Montana jersey beneath. Joey hated the jersey. It was a reminder he was named after her all-time favorite football player. She handed the jacket to her son and looked down at Pepper. Aw, 
there. That's Pepper. No sooner than he put his mother's jacket up, he heard her say, Well, he sure is a frisky little fella. Joey closed the closet door and looked down at his father, locked onto his mother's foot. Pepper! No! His father's front legs had a grip on his mother's foot, while his back legs kicked and slid across the entryway tile, searching for leverage as he humped away. Joey kicked him off his mother and said, I'm so sorry, Mom. I plan to call the vet tomorrow to set up an appointment to have him neutered. Pepper's bulging eyes looked ready to pop, wondering if it was a threat or reality. Joey's mom bent down and scratched the nape of Pepper's neck. This is why I prefer cats. Remember when you wanted to name Boris Flipper? Joey nodded and invited his mother to sit down. Yes. It seems I'm destined to never live that down. After lunch, Joey's mom turned on the 49ers-Rams game. His earliest memories were of his mother screaming at the TV. Over the years, nothing had changed. Oh, come on! They pay you to catch the goddamn ball, Pettis! Debo's gonna have your job if you keep that up! And then, like the most caring mother to ever grace the planet, she turned to her son and, in the softest of voices, said, How have things been? I worry about you. There's nothing to worry about, Mom. You work so much. I worry you'll... She trailed off. I'm not Dad, Mom. My heart is fine. I work out. When I'm home, I relax more than most people I know. Even when I'm working, it doesn't stress me out. You know how I'm wired. Except when we hang out on game days, I eat healthy. I... Why the fuck are you keeping him in the game, Shanahan? You can't catch footballs with your head up your ass. You were saying? I'm fine and happy. I almost have enough saved up for a small house. Outright. And as far as dad, the heart attack wasn't even what killed him. You're right. But don't you think that all that stress from always working, how poorly he ate for decades on the road, contributed to his cancer? Joey nodded. But like I said, I don't stress about much at all. Maybe you didn't hear me because of the game, but I eat well. I get a discount on my health insurance at work because I'm so healthy. I'm fine. Okay, honey, I'm sorry. I just... Oh, for Christ's sake! Get him the fuck off the field! I just want you to be happy. I'm happy, Mom. That's good. I've always wondered if your father was happy. I'm sure he was. It seems like he was running from things. Like from us. It made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Like I wasn't a good enough wife. It made me feel like I'd done something wrong and drove him away. You didn't drive him away. He loved us. You're right. I'm sorry, Joe. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. She looked at Pepper. Shit. He even made the dog sad. When the game was over and Joey's mom had left, Pepper looked up at Joey. Did you see my little red rocket? I'm not talking to you. Ah, oh, come on. It was funny. You assaulted mom's foot. Wouldn't be the first time. Just call me Tarantino. Joey locked the front door and plopped down on the couch. Pepper climbed up the doggy steps and sat beside his son. I'm sorry, Joe. I thought it was funny. I thought you would too. Joey cracked a grin. I suppose it was a little funny. It was just weird. This whole thing is. 
Sometimes it all seems so normal, and that makes it even weirder, you know? Yeah. It was hard not to say something when she was right here. I know I got off on the wrong foot. Well, literally. But even seeing your mom you know, yelling at the TV, I, I, I miss all that. I wanted to tell her how sorry I was. How sorry I am. She's right, though. Your mom? Huh? You work too much, son. Joey sighed and said, You're one to talk. I know, I know. But that was my big regret in the end. That I wasn't there for you and your mom. And that I didn't see you grow up. I convinced myself that I was providing for you guys out on the road and, and that it was enough. It wasn't. Missing out like that. Most people I talked to when I died and was waiting to come back, that was their biggest regret in life, too. Probably why so many people don't choose to come back when the offer is extended to them. They're ashamed. Well, fortunately, I don't have a wife and kid. True, but you have a whole world to explore outside of a cubicle. I work in an open office. I'm sorry to hear that. Those things are hell. Yeah. But what about Andrea? Don't you have at least the slightest urge to get to know her a little better? It's too much of a hassle. That sounds like the kind of thing someone with a bunch of relationship problems behind him would say. No problems, I just... You just have so much work to do? Yeah. Hear me out on this. What happens when your job goes away? I mean, it's not like it used to be when you worked someplace until retirement. I mean, giving up your life for a place that's going to eventually show you the door is a dead way of life. I'm aware of these things, Dad. Like I told Mom, I'm nearing a point where I can buy a house outright. I'll likely be able to retire early if I want. I'm doing fine. Alright, let me put it another way. Did you ever make a mistake at work? Yeah, of course. And did you ever see someone else about to make the same mistake, so you stepped in to tell them the lesson you already learned? Joey thought about all the people he'd helped at work over the years. How he always took the time to assist anyone willing to ask for a hand. I see what you're getting at, but what nobody seems to get is I actually like my job. I'm happy for you. But don't you love other things too? You used to always talk about big adventures. Yeah, but I was a kid then. Kids are told to think big, and then they're told by the same people to have more realistic dreams and get a good job. That's what I did. What are you afraid of? What? What are you afraid of? You act like the only safe place is a work and home. I don't know. I guess I was pretty much a latchkey kid. I didn't have a ton of friends because I was scared I'd fall out of trees or drown or something doing all the things they did. If I'm being honest, I guess the world kind of scares me when I don't know how something works. Andrea's not scared. If you only had one trip to take in your life, where would you go? Iceland. Really? Same here. I've heard it's beautiful. We should go. I can't. Why not? Because, because of, of work. work. There's nothing wrong with being scared, son. Just don't make the mistake of not seeing someplace special with someone you love. As weeks turned into months, the living arrangement between Joey and Pepper settled into a routine both enjoyed. There were after-dinner talks in which all of Pepper's sins as a father were forgiven. Stories shared and weekend outings. 
the loneliness at the end of each day keeping Joey at work, sometimes late into the evening, became a thing of the past. Most days he left work on time, even though he still worked a little on his phone while watching TV with his father. It became so familiar that it seemed like the way it always was. Until one afternoon when Joey came home and said, So, Dad, um... What's up, Joe? What do you think about spending a week in a nice kennel? Like one of those doggy day spa kind of places. Why would I do that? Work needs me to go on site in Dallas for a week next month. Gotcha. Why do I need to go anywhere? I just leave food and water out and I'll be fine. Yeah, but that's a week of pee and poo. This place will reek by the time I get home. Fair point. But I don't want to go to a kennel. I've done time in a few along the way in finding you. They're loud and you know, uncomfortable. But I have another idea. What's that? Have Andrea watch me. Even if she just comes over a couple times a day around her work schedule. You know, to let me out and feed me. I'd feel weird asking her. Why? She thinks I'm adorable. Have you ever noticed how she conveniently has to run an errand or something when you take me downstairs? That's just likely the odds. You shit a lot, Dad. So of course we cross paths as much as we go down there. Nah, sometimes it's by design. The way she comes over and chats and lingers. Maybe it's just me and my charming ways. But I guarantee this. If you go across the way and ask her to watch me, I'll bet you a hundred dollars she will. And where are you going to get a hundred dollars if you lose? I'll borrow it from my beloved son. Pepper was right. Andrea was happy to watch him while Joey was away. She sat on the couch next to Joey's father when he returned home from his week in Dallas. So how'd everything go this week? Great! He's the easiest dog to care for. I hope you don't mind, but I brought him over to my place the last two nights. I just felt bad leaving him alone. No, that's okay. Did he behave? Yes. We did yoga together. He's like a little shadow following me around everywhere. I had to close the door when I took a shower before work. I know it's no big deal, but sometimes you look into his eyes and it's like he understands everything like we do. Anytime you have a work trip, I'd be happy to watch him. I appreciate that. I know you refused to take any money when I asked you to watch Pepper, but I really feel like I should pay you for all you've done this week. Andrea smiled and said, How about this? You treat me to a coffee or a beer sometime soon? Maybe even dinner? It was not the answer Joey expected, and he surprised himself by saying, Sure, that sounds great, without giving it a second thought. When Andrea finally left, Pepper said, See? Told you she wants to get to know you better. With each successive work trip, Joey and Andrea spent more time together. Soon she was a regular around the apartment, even when Joey wasn't away. When their relationship became more than ordinary friendship, and Andrea suggested they spend the night together, Joey said, Can we go to your place? Why? Joey cocked his head toward his father. We can close the door, Joey. I know, but still, it's just weird thinking about him on the other side of the door. In time, there were long trips together to Big Sur, Yosemite, and Tahoe, places where they could be free from cramped spaces and enjoy time away from the rush of busy lives. 
During a trip to the Redwoods, Joey stopped Pepper from humping a cabin neighbor's pug, half out of embarrassment, half wanting to ensure the strangest sibling he could ever imagine would never be loosed upon the world. And work became a thing Joey now did to save and pay the bills. It was no longer a sick refuge from all the things in life that scared him. While Joey did all he could to get his 40 hours in each week and put work behind him, there were still occasional week-long trips to other cities required by the job. Joey's heart raced when, after landing following a week of work in Chicago, he saw the text message from Andrea when he got off the plane. We need to talk. Despite a life of recent bliss, he reverted to the terrified fragment inside himself he still could not fully expunge. He texted back, Are you breaking up with me? His phone vibrated. Nope. We're stuck with each other. Maybe even more after today. In the Uber on the way home, Joey was so nervous that he spent the time doing breathing exercises Andrea had taught him. When he entered his apartment, Andrea and Pepper were on the couch with the television turned off. The world seemed to fall away from beneath Joey's feet when Pepper looked at him and said, Hey, this daddy's little boy. Why didn't you tell me Andrea could talk? <laughs> As Pepper and Andrea laughed, Joey said, How much do you know? Quite a bit. It scared the hell out of me when he started talking. I thought someone slipped something into my coffee, but the more we talked, the more I knew it was real. Leo broke the ice the night you left for the trip. We figured we'd wait until you were done in Chicago before saying anything. It was strange, almost jarring, to hear somebody use Joey's father's name. His mother always referred to him as your father, and what family Joey had was small and old and on the other side of the country. Why did you tell her, Dad? Because it's clear you two are serious about each other. It's not a secret we could keep forever. Leo Pepper Palermo was right. Without the secret revealed, seeing where Joey's life with Andrea could go would always have a little drooling black and white bump in the way to bigger things. Their wedding was small. Just the bride and groom, Joey's mother, Andrea's brother, and Pepper. The day of the service, Pepper said, Can we tell your mom about me? No, Joey said. Not today. This day belongs to you two. I mean, sometime soon. It wouldn't be fair to her, Dad. She's moved on. Yeah, you're right. As the years moved on, Andrea opened her own salon. Joey began consulting on contracts, leaving him more time to spend with the two people he loved most. A small place to call their own was purchased outright, and plans were in place that work would soon become a thing done because they wanted to, not because they had to. It was a perfect life until the day Pepper wandered into Joey's office and said, Hey Joe, we need to talk. Joey saved the file he was working on and said, What's up, Dad? I've been keeping quiet about it, hoping it would go away, but I've not been feeling so hot lately. I know this feeling. I think I need to see a vet. The vet confirmed Pepper's worries. Cancer. When Joey got the call confirming their fears, he remembered the first time his father had the disease. 
how he stayed on the road as much as he could, claiming he had to keep providing for his family in between chemotherapy and radiation treatments, despite Joey and his mother doing well on their own. How it seemed like he worked even more, all in an effort to hide his pain from family. When he could work no more, he came home and slept, until the day came when he couldn't even manage that. He was already mostly a memory in the lives of his wife and son, just a guy from Boston who had a knack for sales, moving up from selling encyclopedias door to door and later car crushers, who ended up in San Francisco selling software. It wasn't that Joey didn't miss his father when he died, but aside from seeing him wiped out from a disease, it was already like he was never there. But this time it was different. This time, good memories had been made. This time, it hurt. When the medicine no longer took the edge off Pepper's discomfort, Joey asked his father, What's it like? What's what like? Dying. Pepper looked up, pondering the question a moment. Then he looked at his son and said, It's like vomiting. You hold on, refusing to empty your stomach. You bargain and, you know, fight against it. You know, maybe you get comfortable for a moment and think it's all okay, but that feeling comes back. It's terrible, but you don't want to let go. But then that point comes when you do finally let loose, and it feels good when you're done, so good that you promise yourself the next time you're sick that you won't fight. I don't want to fight this, Joe. On the morning of Leo Palermo's second death, Before the vet arrived at the house, Pepper said, You know the saddest thing about all this? What, Joey said? That we don't offer the same dignity to humans. I would have taken this option first time around before it got so bad and we all suffered. It's an option now, at least here in California. That's good. Needs to be everywhere. It's still hard, though. Pepper looked up at her with his wide eyes. It is. I'd love the hell out of this. Getting to know you. Hell, getting to know my son. It's weird how normal this crazy, weird life feels. Like this is the way it was always supposed to be. Andrea smiled. Yeah, you may not have been the best father the first time around, but you're the dad I never had. Same here, Joey said. I love you. I love you too, son. It was better than Joey imagined, a black beach winding along the crags like a pathway to a magical realm. On closer inspection, small volcanic stones instead of sand. Columns of basalt rose up against the peak cliff behind, like massive steps meant for an ancient god to ascend to the top of a rocky pyramid. Was that grass or moss growing on the stone walls disappearing high above into layers of mist? A line of white-capped waves formed between the black beach and gray waters of the North Atlantic, dividing Earth from ocean in a monochromatic splendor. Stone spires rose up from the water like the hard bones of a dragon that had crashed down from the heavens eons ago. With open water in front of Joey and Andrea, and rock behind, the wind undulated like some unseen force of nature breathing in and out. They waited for a rush of wind to return to the ocean. 
When it did, they stepped calf deep into the frigid water and scattered Pepper's ashes. The mortal remains of Leo Palermo looked more like kitty litter than the fine dust Joey expected from a cremated Boston Terrier. Part of them seemed to dissolve into the water while larger pieces tumbled along black pebbles before finally being sucked deeper into the ocean. When the wind raced back toward the cliffs, it whisked away tears shed by Joey for his father's second death. In time, there was nothing else to see, no more tears to be shed. Joey took Andrea by the hand and walked back to collect their socks and shoes. Andrea was quick to dry her legs and feet with a small towel. When her shoes were back on and her pant legs rolled down, she hugged herself in an attempt to get warm. I'm sorry I made you stand out there as long as we did. He stood up and held her, hoping all his warmth would transfer to her. He wanted to feel the biting cold for days, to remember how strange and wonderful the last several years had been. How amazing it was to finally get to know and love his father, and be loved back in return. You gonna be okay? Someday. It was a lot harder this time. He stared at the water, wondering how far Pepper's ashes would travel. He imagined them circling the globe, but always coming back to this point. It's funny how we both wanted to see this place. I had no idea. That's because he didn't. Joey gave Andrea the same cock-headed look his father gave them at times when the dog ruled the man inside. He knew you wanted to see it in person, but were always too busy. He told me when he died he wanted to be scattered here, not because it meant anything to him, but because it seemed to mean so much to you. I guess you mentioned it at some point and he told you he wanted to see it too, but he couldn't care less about this place other than he knew you'd need a push to finally visit. He said a body is a body, and that you could always visit his human remains in Colma, or come here and think about how strange and beautiful life can sometimes be. He knew you'd only make this trip if you thought it meant something to him. Joey shook his head in disbelief, half grinning, but also fighting back more tears. And it did mean something to him, I suppose. At least in the sense that he wanted you to finally take this trip. He told you all that, huh? Yep. I love that you two were so close. This time it was Andrea's turn for tears. So am I. When Andrea had nothing more to give, she dried her face with a clean dry corner of the towel. Joey opened their day pack and stuffed it inside. He came out with his father's dog collar and closed the pack. He watched the name tag flip about in the breeze. A ridiculous name for a father, but a great name for a Boston Terrier. He kissed the tag and said, He was a good dog. A good dad. Andrea took Joey's hand, letting the collar rest across their fingers like a shared bracelet. He was indeed, Andrea said, before the two turned away and walked off along the pepper black sand.
Hey, this is Rick Coast. I did the voice of Pepper and my wife, Mandy Coast, played Joey's mom. I also put this episode together from Chris's story and narration. His wife, Cynthia Griffith, played the part of Andrea. Thank you for listening to Not About Lumberjacks. Theme music, as always, by Ergo Fismes. Story music this time by Chad Crouch, also known as Poddington Bear. Sound effects are always made in-house or from my own private library. Visit nolumberjacks.com for information about the show, the voice talent, and the music. I'm not sure what Chris has planned next. It might be a story about four people who get a strange sickness while in line at the pharmacy. Or it might be a tale about a novelist who moves into her mother's unfinished house as she struggles with a follow-up to a bestseller. There's also a story in the works about a ragtag group of warehouse workers. And another about death making an embarrassing mistake. There's always something up Chris's sleeve. So no idea which it will be or when it will be released. Chris is also working on a novel, and he just started a new job. Congratulations, Chris. For what he has in store for us, I guess we'll wait and see. Until next time, be mighty and keep your axes sharp.